Hey gang, Ryan here from All You Need Is Blood. Uh, we're right back with our coverage of the Halloween series in part two of our two-part series. So we're going to pick right up where we left off on Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers. Enjoy! Welcome to All You Need Is Blood, the UHM Horror Podcast, with your hosts, Ryan, Shane, and Mike. But as is the uh, the theme for Halloweens, you know, they uh, they try something and then they go, well, we're just going to give that up and we're going to fucking just essentially start over. Which is what they did with Halloween 6, The uh, Curse of Michael Myers. And, oh, I can't do that again, Mike. You've already gone like four times. (laughs) 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 All right, right, I just pulled up a one. Who's one? George. George. Okay, good. I want you to explain to me why any, yeah, why should anyone watch this movie? Um, Halloween 6? Why should you watch Halloween 6? Um... To me, this is what they try to accomplish with the Friday the 13th and Jason Goes to Hell. This is a better way of putting like a means behind what's going on. And I think they did a good job with it. Um, I like the fact that they give you a little bit of a background and add some supernatural shit to this. Because, I mean, what else is going to explain him blowing up in fucking two and still being around for six? I mean, they put a presence behind what Michael Myers is. Like, there's a cult involved, and he's he seems more unstoppable in this movie than all the other ones. And it, there's a reason for it because they've actually introduced like a supernatural type of undertone to what Michael Myers has become. And I like the fact that um, he is just he just seems totally unstoppable. Like the, one of the best scenes in the movie is near the end when they're running through underneath the hospital and they're running through the gates and they're closing the iron gates behind them as they run. And he's the one, what was it, the security guard, I think, down there? And he, they kind of like throw him in the way. And Michael doesn't. <laughs> that was funny. He doesn't even stop. He just keeps walking. He just takes him and he just. What's he do? Throw him into a gate, or a he like pushes his wall? whole head through the gate enough for the gate to come down. <laughs> it's awesome. I don't know, George. I just want to say, how dare you come on my podcast and lie right to my face by saying this is a good movie? <laughs> I think it's. I I think it's. A, I love it. I watch it all the time. Get the fuck out of here! Now, do you watch this one or do you watch the producer's cut? Yeah, which cut do you watch? Um, I watch both. I, I have both. So I do watch both. Mike, did you end up watching the uh, the original or the producers? <laughs> I wanted to ask you. I watched the original. Okay, good. Okay, because I watched the producers. It's been a long time since I watched the original one. Uh, I, I watched this movie as few times as I, just as I can. Um, so... The difference, there's big differences between the producer's cut and the original and the theatrical version, I guess you could call it. Um, they, they reshot a bunch of stuff because it didn't make any fucking sense because nothing in this movie makes sense. <laughs> um, they changed a bunch of storylines around from the producers to the theatrical. 
And um, I don't know, man. This this movie is like despicable. <laughs> I saw this in theaters actually uh, when it first came out, and I can remember. I think I was in eighth grade or ninth grade or something, and I can remember yelling at the screen like, "What the fuck!" Like screaming because the movie was horrible. Um, but in the okay, in the theatrical cut, I'm trying to remember here now. They um. The, the plan was essentially to have um, Jamie's baby, right? That they're going to... He's going to be the next Michael Myers? Is that what they're doing? This cult? Yes. There's, there's a, the story is that, right, there's a cult. And the cult has a baby born with the mark of thorn, which is like a triangle. And if you have the mark of thorn, then you're essentially Michael Myers? Is that what's going on? Basically, yeah. Right? And the what what does he do? <laughs> what do you mean? What what what's the point of the cult <laughs> making a Michael Myers? There is none. It doesn't make any fucking sense. You're like, all right, we're going to make this fucking huge psychotic killer. And he's going to kill people, but mostly his family. All right. (laughs) Then? (laughs) There's no then. That's just it. Then question mark, question mark, question mark, and then profit. Yes. So in the producer's cut of this, uh, uh, full spoilers on this thing, because I don't fucking care. The, um, towards the end... Um, this movie sort of got it, it got hindered in the production because Donald Pleasance actually died before they finished making the movie. So um, so they they sort of patched together what they had. And one scene in the end of the producer's cut, um, Michael Myers is stopped because Paul Rudd put a bunch of candles or no, he put a bunch of rocks on the floor. Um, and uh, Michael Myers is trapped like laying on the floor and Loomis comes in and goes to take the mask off of Michael Myers. And it's not Michael Myers, it's the fucking old guy in the trench coat that's uh, that's under the mask. And then Loomis looks at his palm, and then he gets the mark of thorn <laughs> on his hand. So Loomis is now going to be the new Michael Myers or something. And Michael Myers is shown walking off in the distance wearing the other guy's trench coat as he walks into the darkness. And I'm like, what? Wait, wait, is that, what is that supposed to mean? You're sp- now Loomis is going to be the killer? And he screams, screams no! Like, That's not a surprise to the, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Shane saw it coming the whole time. He had a peg right from four. <laughs> so what the, the, the idea was you're going to have this, like, 80-year-old, you know, in the movie, this 80-year-old, you know, hobbled man with, like, fucking just beat up has to use a cane he's gonna be this unstoppable killer like that's what they were going for he's had to use a cane since cut. the fourth one it's like he'd be the oh, least yeah. threatening michael myers <laughs> he'd be the worst <laughs> oh guys oh, no, can i just quickly yeah. interrupt all right breaking news here um our friend of uhm um amy as in blood guts and social commentary has had her youtube channel reinstated Really? Yes. Oh, I was actually awesome. That's great news to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone, go visit Bogut's and Social Commentary. Her channel is now back up. Apparently. Yeah. She's just had an email Sweet. confirming it from YouTube, saying that she is not in violation of their terms. So her channel is back up. 
Nice. I have breaking right. news as well. I have to um, abandon the podcast at this point to attend uh, to my younger son. Oh. Oh no! <laughs> Sorry to hear that. I, I had a, I, I was going to bring you on just so I could argue with you over uh, the Rob Zombie movies. Oh my god! I can't. I, I, I'm dying to just obliterate him. <laughs> <laughs> well. I'm sorry to hear that, George. I'll have to argue with Mike then. I know he, he, he'll he be on your side. Michael, take the place of George. Yeah, Mike will do me proud, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for, well, thanks thank for coming on, me. George. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, I'm, I'm so, yeah, sorry to lose you. Good having you on, man. All right, man. Back. Have a good night, guys. All right. Thank you. All right, see you later. Bye. Well, that's a shame. We lost George, who I I would have loved to hear his explanation oh, yeah. as to why Part Six is is fucking good. It's not. It's it's horrible. Paul, Paul can I not say that Paul Rudd is the worst part of this movie? Am I wrong in yes, saying that? Yes, you're wrong. I'm wrong. <laughs> yes, because uh, he's not the worst part of no. the movie. No, everything wow. else is the worst part. How can you? It, I don't know, dude. Paul Rudd sucks in he, this. He sucks Paul, hard. Number one, Paul Rudd is immortal, and that man has not aged. No, um, he is. He looks exactly the same. I, I, I'm a huge Paul Rudd guy. I love Paul Rudd, and I'm like, I, I, <laughs> Mike, Mike, would you have sex with Paul Rudd? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as long as he could go in the Ant Man style, and then he could like crawl up my ass. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, as in tiny Ant Man style, as he ends. Oh he yeah. <laughs> no, but like, I think every literally everything else about this movie is way worse than Paul Rudd. Like, I know Paul wow. Rudd. This, this was. His first like actual film, Clueless was released first, but he, yeah, this one like first, you know, and he's not terrible for like a first movie. Um, I don't know, man. I fucking. Ugh. I think everything oh, else Jesus. about this is the worst. Like they just haphazardly throw another Strode like family tree like mm. down there. Like oh, by the way, there's more of them. Um, but I, I want to say that my all-time favorite scene in this entire franchise is in this movie. Okay. Um, because it, I, since I watched the, the normal cut, not the producer's one, it just made yep. the least amount of sense than I have ever seen in films. And it's when the cult comes to the house and they kidnap uh, Kara's kid. Is that her name? Kara Str- Yeah, Kara Strode. So they kidnap Kara Strode. I guess they want to put the mark on him or something. So instead of rescuing her child, she jumps out of a window and she lands from like the second story or third story. She just jumps out of a window, falls to the ground, <clears throat> and then the, the movie cuts into the following scene. Yeah. And the following scene is this Dr. Loomis and Paul Rudd standing over where her body was, because now it's gone. And Paul Rudd goes, man, we must have been drugged or something. Mm. And then it just cuts again <laughs> to this new place. Like, it was, it makes no sense. And I had to rewind it, like, twice to figure out what the hell was going on. And it was just so funny, this little half-assed remark by Paul Rudd. He's like, man, we must have been drugged. It's like... That's horrible. It's like porn writing right there. It's stupid. <laughs> yeah, this movie is a complete mess. Plot-wise, I don't know what's happening. What Now, what was what happened at the end in a the theatrical? Because I really don't remember. I probably haven't watched a the theatrical cut since it was in theaters. Um, they kind of... Uh, Paul Rudd goes, hello, Michael. And he has a weird, like... A weird kind of, like, accent thing. 
I don't know what he's doing, but it's it's, it's hilarious. Oh, Paul Rudd's like, again, hello. Again, evidence for Paul Rudd being the worst part of this movie. <laughs> I guess. But he's like, hello, Michael. And he does this like this weird thing. And he's holding like what Michael Myers thinks is a baby. Or a little kid or something. I don't know. Mm. And he's like, so Michael comes up to him. And he goes, Michael, you won. And Michael comes up to him and finds out the baby is in some other place. And Michael Myers, like, goes to hit Paul Rudd. And Paul Rudd stabs him with all these, like, syringes. And I, he falls oh to, like, I guess they're, like, tranquilizer syringes things. And then Paul Rudd just beats the shit out of him. Yeah. <laughs> and then... And that's how it ends? Yeah, well, and then they they take Michael Myers to prison. Right? Oh, was mm-hmm. that the fifth one? No, the fifth one... Uh, that ends in the yeah that ends in the prison yeah 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 I think that's I'm pretty sure that's how this one ends he just power just beats the shit out of him and that's it and he leaves I right? think so yeah so you get a look up just at least at least watch the ending of the producer's cut because he Paul Rudd stops him with a circle of rocks and he like makes a, a symbol of, of blood on the floor and then Michael Myers is trapped inside this circle of rocks. <laughs> Like, in the middle of the hospital, Paul Rudd's been carrying around a backpack full of rocks that he fucking lays out. That's excellent. It, it's just the dumbest fucking ending. And then, and then um, what's-his-face, uh, Donald Pleasance turns into Michael Myers, apparently, or something. But, like, the, the, the end of that one is the, the trench coat mid. Because I remember the theatrical one, they never really explained what the fuck the trench coat guy was doing. The producer's cut's way heavier in the... Uh, in the cult stuff, like it, it's all, all about the cult, and I remember the theatrical. They sort of downplayed a lot of the cult stuff, so so there's many more scenes in the theatrical cut that don't make any fucking sense. You're like, who the fuck is this guy? And he wasn't in the rest of the movie. I but they um. Go ahead. What you saying? Well, I was gonna say that um yeah, it makes so little sense too. But just like even in the end of this one, Donald Pleasance had to like go back. I think this is Smith's Grove. Or Haddonfield or whatever. But, like, Donald Pleasance wasn't there initially. He had to travel there. And in the end of this one, they're like, Donald, what are you going to do now? Or Loomis, what are you going to do now? And he's like, I've got some work to take care of. And then he just walks away. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> so what are you going to do? He just, that was it. He just right, hobbles off into the sunset, I guess. They yeah. got, some, got some paperwork. Yeah, and yeah. this was also Donald Pleasance's last movie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, he died before they finished production on it. Yeah. Another good thing is uh, in the very beginning of this, she goes to the bus station, Jamie, mm-hmm. and uh, she sees a map of northern Illinois. And actually, with the town I live in is on there, <laughs> which is pretty neat. That's a, that's a good thing. Yeah, it's actually kind of cool to see it. You know, <laughs> Smith's cool. Grove and Haddonfield are not real at all. I'm just letting people right. know that. That those aren't okay. So you can't towns. you can't visit Haddonfield, Illinois, no. or Smiths Grove. They they don't exist. But uh, yeah, I'm on there. Joliet, yeah, like all those places. Those are those actually exist, which is nice. It shows that they actually gave a shit, like a one percent. Mm-hmm. A half a shit. <laughs> a half a shit. Excellent. I did. Uh, I did like the part where she. <laughs> She apparently left her baby in in a like a a cabinet in the bathroom of a train station. Yep. I'm like, oh, that's a great place to keep a baby. And no one Just heard it. Paul like... Rudd. <laughs> yeah, only Paul Rudd. And the baby survived for like oh. a day or two. Also, 
Speaking of uh, leches, can we talk about Paul Rudd fucking looking through his uh, binoculars, staring at the neighbors while they get changed? He's one hundred percent a pervert in this movie. And but and I don't know if you're supposed to relate to Paul Rudd, but he's like he's a creepy pervert that calls into radio stations and is like a really weird guy. Like, is this the character we're supposed to connect to? That we're supposed to be like, oh yeah, I could see myself hanging out with Paul Rudd. Yeah, he's a young lech. He's a young lech in this one. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he's like twenty six. He's, <clears throat> he's also um or, or um they also have the the radio DJ that is like performing or something at the school and then the DJ decides they want to go to Michael Myers house because he finds out a guy lives there yeah it doesn't make it doesn't make any fucking sense oh yeah that's like, oh, the, yeah, the guy who lives there he's like total fucking douche you know it's like yeah he acts like a complete fucking retard you know and, yeah. he, and, and I, he comes I, across I like on, that absolutely and I read on IMDb that the DJ was originally supposed to be played by Howard Stern, and Stern was like, "No, I'm not doing that." <laughs> so, so instead, they just had a guy do like a Howard Stern impression, essentially. Fucking, I don't know. This whole movie is just absolute shit, man. Yeah. It's it's garbage. I hate this one. This is. It may not be the worst of the Halloween series, but it is fucking up there, money. It, it's it's giving them a run for their money. I'd say it's the uh, so, the second worst. Second yeah, worst? I'd put Resurrection um, as the worst one. Whew, yeah, we're getting there, man. Yeah. Holy shit. Mm. All right, so let's move on past Halloween 6 and go on to the seventh one, which is could possibly be the worst titled film of all time. <laughs> I don't know if there's another movie that has a worse title. Uh, this is Halloween... H2O, or, or maybe H20, colon, 20 years later. So if the movie's titled H2O... Halloween Water. Or, well, Halloween Water. Yeah. Uh, 20 years later. Or the movie's titled H20, 20 years later. You're like, what, why would you put 20 in there twice? <laughs> Horrible fucking title. Um, amazingly, and I didn't know this, It was this was directed by Steve Miner who also did Friday the 13th 2 and 3 and Warlock and Lake Placid like I love all those movies and he made fucking Halloween H20 20 years later um so we lost George we'll just uh we'll just go in order from now on uh Shane why don't you tell me why we should watch Halloween H20 20 years later <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis <laughs> okay the return of Jamie Lee Curtis Yep. And I can remember watching this movie because it was 19 years ago when this came out. Um, oh my God, I'm old. <laughs> cunt. Um, um, <laughs> yeah, says the oldest man on the fucking podcast. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember watching this and I remember seeing, uh, reading about this um, in Fangoria magazine, funnily enough. Um, because a friend of mine had bought a copy of it and he said, oh, check this out, new Halloween movie. It was like, Jamie Lee Curtis is back. This is going to be awesome. And, um, well, basically, to cut a long story short, the movie's not overly awesome, but it was the return of Jamie Lee Curtis to the Halloween franchise. And um, it's worth it because she's awesome in this. She's fucking hardcore. And she also makes me laugh on a couple of occasions in this movie, even though she's not supposed to. But, yeah. but um, I think 
story-wise, it's a, it's an interesting story. It's not the greatest story, but it is a really good. It is a good story. Um, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis or Laurie Strode under a, under an assumed name um, <clears throat> is the headmistress of a very posh public school, and um, her son. Public school in the UK is different than public yeah, school in the US. Right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I wasn't aware of that, but yeah. No, no, no. Um, uh, yeah, she, it's it's a private school. Yeah, private US. school. Yeah. So, um, yeah, basically, her son, played by Josh Hartner in one of his first film roles, um, and he's basically just hit his seventeenth birthday, and it just so happens to be Halloween when she wakes up. She wakes up having a nightmare, and um, her son gets in, gives her some, gives gives her some drugs, and basically they go about their day. And she, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is getting it on with um, one of the other school tutors there. And it's, I think uh, what I loved about this film was the the revealing, the reveal where she tells this guy who she is, who she really is. And um, the scene when she says, so do you want a drink now? And he's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> Because he's just found out that his his um, girlfriend is in fact Laurie Strode, um, the sole survivor of the massacre from twenty years previous. Uh, Good one. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, um, and what I liked about this movie is Jamie Lee Curtis was brilliant. She's always good in what she does, um, with with a couple of exceptions, but she was brilliant in this. And she had some of the best lines, and she swore more in this than she has done in any of the other movies that she, you know, the Halloween movies. In fact, I think in this one, it was the first time she actually swore. So, really? Yeah, I think it was. In any movie? No, in any of the Halloween movies that she was in. Oh, oh, oh in Halloween yeah. movies. Yeah, and um, it, was just, <laughs> it was just the way. Um, Everything she says is such a good expression on her face as well. It's like when her son is be- and his girlfriend are being chased by Michael and they're hammering on the door and she lets them in and she closes the door and just in time closes it as Michael is staring at her and she just stares at him and you can just see the fear in her face and she's like, fuck, you know, and then basically he disappears and all this kind of shit and then it's like, it's fucking on. And she knows she's got a fucking ending. She's got to do it somehow. And I just thought it was really well done. And one of my favourite scenes in this movie, and I watched it again because I watched it again today, <clears throat> and my favourite scene in this movie was the bit when she's she's covered in blood and she runs up the corridor and she opens the cupboard and she looks in the cupboard and she's like, fuck! And then basically <laughs> um, Michael comes up the stairs and um, he opens the door, and as he opens the door, Laurie Strode comes up behind him with a fire extinguisher and just hits him over the fucking back of the head. And it was that turn as it hits him over the head and he hits the deck, and she throws the fucking fire extinguisher and just legs it. That scene just had me in stitches, and it still does to this day, because it was the sound effect of that fire extinguisher hitting Maya's head, I just thought was pure genius. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, this one, um, 
it gets a bad rap, but this one's not entirely terrible. No, it's not. Uh, I, I think the big, I think the biggest detriment to this movie is that it is essentially, it's a Halloween movie that came out, or, or you know, around in sort of the the slasher reboom, um, yeah. thanks to Scream. So you know, when Scream, and I know you did last summer, and. Um, uh, urban legends and all those other you know sort yeah. of late ninety or 90s slasher movies. This is one of those movies. Um, it feels like it. It has the same kind of plot. Like if it wasn't Michael Myers, it easily could have been the guy from I know what you did last summer or uh, or from you know any of those fucking movies um, because it's 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 a bland plot. It doesn't really have anything Halloweeny in it. It's like not Halloween at all. I don't even know if it... I guess it's Halloween. Yeah, well, it's... They probably set it, it during that time period. Yeah, it is set on Halloween. Um, right, but it takes place in, like, Los Angeles, and it yeah. doesn't feel... doesn't feel like, uh, you know, like a traditional Halloween movie. Um, it's probably the least Halloween-y of all of these. Maybe that was and, the... In- um, maybe that was the intention, though, just to change the pace. I mean, maybe, but... I don't know. It, it It's too... too quote-unquote scream for me. Right. Um... I wasn't a huge fan of the slashers in that time period. I know some people like them, but I guess if you like those, you know, you'll you'll probably like this movie. Yeah. Um, but like you mentioned, I actually took uh, on my notes here. Um, one scene I rewound and watched like three times was the scene when uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is uh, in, in downtown and she catches her uh, her son playing hooky from school, and he comes down, and she's like, "Oh, you know." I'll drive you guys back. And she's like, all right, Billy, why don't you get in the car and I'll talk to my son. And as soon as the kid walks away, she goes, what the fuck do you think you're <laughs> yeah. doing? I fucking, I rewound that like three times. I'm like, that was a fucking brilliant delivery of the word fuck. Yeah. You, like classic. Right up there with my, well, one of my other favorite ones in sleepaway camp um, when the kids are playing baseball and, and they're talking shit to each other. And the, the kid that's, at bat just goes fuck you it's like just you couldn't redo that scene it was too perfect great use of the word fuck yeah so yeah i'll give i'll absolutely give uh, jamie lee curtis kudos on that one it's really surprising she came back to the series at this point i think she was this is um this is after like sort of her resurgence after like true lies and um i think she was even doing that freaky friday movie like she had a whole bunch of like bigger movies that came out and i'm like I, i was really surprised she came back to the series at this point uh, what'd you think of uh, Halloween H two O twenty years later, Mike? Um, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. I just think it's very fucking boring. Um, besides mm-hmm. Jamie Lee Curtis, like nothing happens within the first hour. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's really slow it's in the beginning. Super slow, but but I think if they cast anybody else besides Jamie Lee Curtis, it would not have worked even a little bit because she is so awesome in this. Her yes. language is just awesome. Yeah. Um, the characters aren't terrible. Like, LL Cool J's whatever. I mean, uh, Josh Hartnett's whatever. They're just kind of just like... He's not He's not the worst rapper in a Halloween series. Yeah, exactly. No, he's not. And um, <laughs> I just think that's got a decent premise. I just think more needed to happen. And when fi- Michael Myers finally comes, it's back to a Halloween movie again. Yeah. But up until then, it's just nothing really happened. So I can't really hate on the movie. It just... It's not as bad as Resurrection or Six, so yeah, right. <laughs> There's that. <laughs> I think that's it. it. It's better than Six. I mean, I think that's that's safe to say. Oh, it's, it's absolutely a better watch than Six. Yeah. 
and the plot makes sense. There is dialogue. There are characters. All these things work. It is a movie, yep. unlike Six, which I don't know if it qualifies as no. a movie. I think my favorite part is when, uh, towards the end of the film, Jamie Lee Curtis is explaining to her boyfriend who she really is. Yeah, I thought that was really cool to watch. Like, she has like this fake, uh, uh, fake. Uh, the hell am I trying to think? Like, it's... no. <laughs> well, close enough. Yeah, fake like name and stuff. Like she, you know, she's like, I'm actually Laurie Strode, and you know, I'm actually a Myers and stuff like that. And he's like, okay. <laughs> he's kind of freaked yeah. out at first, but then, you know, he doesn't. He accidentally kills a fucking. <laughs> that guy oh, who did he kill who did her boyfriend kill in it by accident oh no he didn't kill him did he he um, shot him and it was LL Cool J oh yeah he shot LL Cool yeah. J and then immediately yeah, he survives yeah yeah but I I think that I think up until, like that part on is just a really good Halloween film for what mm-hmm. it is how'd you feel about them sort of trashing the storyline of uh, 4 through 6 yeah that's what I was gonna say um you know, this is why Halloween, I think, is like my least favorite franchise, because it really doesn't know what the hell to do. So you have the first two Halloween films, which are fantastic, in my opinion. And then they make Season of the Witch, which is also great, but not a Halloween movie in the sense of Michael Myers. And then they're like, OK, well, we're going to scrap that. And we're going to bring Myers back for the uh, Pink Panther trilogy. <laughs> and <laughs> the Pink Panther trilogy. And um, <laughs> you have those three movies, which for that storyline, you have Daniel Harris and they're all working their asses off to kind of come across as this big cult thing. And then, ah, no, we're, we're going to scrap that. And now we're going to bring Jamie Lee Curtis back. Okay, we're going to make two movies with that. Okay, well, those didn't work. So Rob Zombie come in here and make two more movies. Okay, well, those didn't work. Now we're going to bring back Jamie Lee Curtis. It's like, holy shit. You know, and you could argue that other franchises kind of go off the rails, too. But even in every Friday the 13th, Nightmare, uh, Jaws, uh, Amityville, it's like they're all connected in some way. And these, they just they go in so many different directions. Even if Amityville, all the sequels are only connected to the first one and not each other. They're still connected. And this is just I I can't believe they just took all these storylines and just kept throwing them in the garbage. I feel the mistake they make, too, all the time is they keep trying to bring characters back. Like, it would work better if they didn't try for the connections. Like, maybe, maybe you know, the, the girl in part four, maybe they shouldn't have made her, you know, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's daughter. Just fucking, she's a little girl or whatever. Yeah. That happens to live in Michael Myers' house or something, you know, just any random connection. And I think that could have improved the movie, and you don't have to, like... Every Friday the 13th doesn't have the same fucking characters, other than Tommy Jarvis and some of them. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. They're just, people show up to the camp, Jason kills them. All right, there you go. Now I'm tossing a psychic girl, maybe. Tossing, you know, some other interesting twist every now and then. Yeah. Um, and they may not directly reference it, past sequels, but, like, Jason will have the mark on his mask or the chain around his neck or something, yeah. you know? And this, it's like, what the hell's going on? Yeah, it's, it's really confusing when they do this, but, um, yeah, I... I this one is absolutely worth watching. It's interesting that the Halloween franchise spans so long that you've got, like, Carpenter essentially created the slasher boom in the 80s with the first Halloween, and the franchise goes on long enough that Halloween H2O um, is a copy of the Scream movie that um, Wes Craven did to reinvigorate the boom. So it's like, 
it's even behind on that thing. It, it, it's sort of interesting to see that style put on the Halloween films. So, I don't know. I I, I think it's um, it's worth checking out. LL Cool J's funny in it. Yeah. Um, this, the movie doesn't take itself completely seriously, which is good. It's a smart thing to do when you start getting up there in the uh, sequel ranks. Um, I don't know. I like it. The kills are pretty good, too. And they still have practical effects in there, which is nice. Yeah. yeah, and there's not a whole lot of negatives I can say about this one, uh, other than that, yeah, it's it's really slow in the beginning. Um, but at least you have Jamie Lee Curtis to keep that slow uh, part still interesting to watch. So, all right, let's move on to Halloween Resurrection. Can we not? Um, uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> let me tell you guys why you need to watch Halloween Resurrection. Please. Okay. Yeah, go on. People... Uh, Were you paid to say any of this? <laughs> I am not paid by the makers was. of Halloween Resurrection. I bet he fucking was. Believe me, if I was fucking paid, I would I would be singing its praises. No, it, this is... If, it, if you were if paid, you, you better be fucking sharing that wealth, motherfucker. If you want to know how low the Halloween franchise can go, you have to watch this movie. Because you won't understand what a bad movie is. I talk about bad movies all the time. Mm-hmm. Um... You have to watch bad movies to know what a bad movie is. So this is one you have to watch. When people tell you that Halloween 4 is shit or Halloween 5 is shit, they don't know what they're talking about because they probably haven't seen Halloween Resurrection. This is the bottom of the barrel, folks. You need to see how low it can go. Um, it's an amazing travesty of a film. And while it is not as uh, incomprehensible as part six. Like, six doesn't make any sense. This movie makes sense in the world that it sets, but it's a shitty world, and it's a garbage story, and it's terrible, and everything is garbage. <laughs> so, <laughs> fuck, I couldn't even do it. I was trying to make Yeah, positivity. what did you say about it that was good? You didn't yeah. say anything. <laughs> no, it's good to watch because it's so bad. You have to uh, see the badness. Well, what about, That's why what about you have to watch it. Motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Fucking bust out rhymes. I can remember every fucking trailer with that with that line as the tagline at the end of the trailer. Like I remember they would show it on TV all the time. Well, yeah, they wouldn't see motherfucker, but you know, trick or treat mother and then it cuts away Halloween resurrection. Um this movie sucks shit. That's the bottom line. Um they kill off uh Jamie they they get Jamie Lee Curtis to be in the movie. Just it, it, she refused to do the movie is what I understand. So she filmed like two scenes and that was it. Which they kill her off right at the beginning of the movie. Um, what do you what do you think about her death, Mike? I it was horrible. Just like in in six, how they kill off Jamie. They have two giant movies focused around Daniel Harris's character. And since Daniel Harris has wanted like I think I read she wanted five grand for Halloween 6 like they're yeah, like $5,000 they're like no there's no way so they take this huge character that they spent the last two movies building up and they kill her off within the first 10 minutes and they kill mm-hmm. off Laurie Strode within 10 minutes whole, the whole Halloween franchise is based around her basically you know it yeah. started <clears> off with her and it's like well usual okay so she's she's the star of three of the films right the main character of three of the movies and you know, uh, uh, H2O was supposed to be a direct sequel from 2. So in this, 
like little i guess like if you break off the franchise if you take it apart and this is like its own little franchise with the same storyline even then like you kill her within the first 10 minutes just don't have her in it yeah or yeah, just don't put her in or put her like in the end or something or put it in a way where she doesn't die immediately because it's just uh, she like mutters something to michael Myers. she's like i'll see you in hell and then she yeah. she dies it's like what the hell were they thinking with that? Yeah. Well, she gives him a kiss, doesn't she? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he stabs her. Up. She gives him a kiss. I'll see you in hell. And then he drops her. That's it. Yeah. But, you know, so, he can survive an explosion with Dr. Loomis. That's fine. But she's stabbed and she falls off a couple story building and she's fucking dead forever. Yeah, well, she wanted out. Jamie Lee Curtis didn't want. I don't think she wanted to make this movie, but I think she had had a contract or something that they're like, no, you have to be in it. So she's like, well, kill me then, because I don't want to be in this movie. And that makes sense, but I, I, yeah. I would maybe I don't know the exact uh, circumstances or anything, but if it was up to me, I would have written her in the end. Maybe she comes in the end after seeing what's going on on TV or something, you know, and she comes mm-hmm. in on the end and then she dies. That's you don't open up the movie with that because it seems like two different movies completely. Yeah, and then I can remember seeing this in the theater, and as soon as she was killed off, everyone's like, well, that's not it, right? Yeah. Like, she's now, she's going to wake up in a hospital or something, right? No, she's just gone. And we're like, what the fuck? Like, everybody in the movie theater was just like, this sucks. This movie fucking sucks. Like, right? <laughs> you lost your audience in the first five minutes of the movie. Yeah. You're just like, fuck this movie. But then the rest of the movie, so that's, a, that's just the very beginning. The rest of it is about, like, a reality TV show that they're going to be streaming on the internet or something. And <clears throat> and it's the, the people have to survive a night in Michael Myers' house. Yeah. I think that's what the plot of it yep. is. And, uh, and they go in and they find all this fucked up stuff that's in the house. They find, like, a little baby chair with chains and shit. And you're like, what? What the fuck is this stuff? Like, the, that's not how the, the family was portrayed in the first one. It makes you wonder if the people making this movie actually saw the first one but then it's revealed it's all the ruse and all the chains and fucking all the bullshit they planned through the house was was fake because uh they wanted better ratings for the reality web show or something yeah and i don't know well the problem is you have fucking garbage you have two only two different characters in this movie really do you have the horny teenagers and you have michael myers and every single teenager and buster rhymes and buster but i'm saying like even he's horny he's like trying to hit on tyra banks and shit it's like every character is just horny in this that's it it's like usually you get that like one or two characters in a movie in a horror film that they're like off banging somewhere but you have like every character trying to have sex with each other and i was just like this is not relatable at all, because these people are obviously in their like thirties. So I just I don't know. It's just, it was so boring to me. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. It. I'm trying to. There's. Um. I think there's like one or two good kills in this actually. Because this is a movie I did not watch. Um. For this podcast, uh, I was going to, and I ran out of time. This was the last on my list to watch. I'm like, no, I'll watch all the others before <laughs> yeah. I fucking watch this one. I don't care. <laughs> Uh, so I so, um, I remember there was like a couple things I liked in this. The Buster Rhymes kung fu scene is one of the worst things ever to be filmed yes. and, and shown to people. Yes. Like Buster Rhymes gets into a kung fu fight with Michael Myers, and it is embarrassing, <sighs> just completely embarrassing. Complete with shitty um, 1970 sound effects as well. 
god. It's like he was, yeah, it was like he was trying to channel his um, inner Bruce Lee with really bad results. Is, is there anything you liked about this movie, Shane? No. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. There's I, I I would give it like a, a three out of ten, just for I even give it that. Yeah, it's it's hard, but you know, I, I on my 365 days of horror thing, I've I've only given a one to one movie, and that was Jaws five. Come on, <laughs> you got Hulk Hogan in that movie, <laughs> but like in the Star Wars, theme, I gave it a one. <laughs> I gave it a one because it was a movie. You know what I mean? It was a movie, and. Uh, what is that dog on a loop? Is that a real dog? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect, like over and over again. Um, yes, no, she she does that. They do like four in a row. That's hilarious. Um, no, but like this, I'd give like a, a three to because I I don't know. Maybe maybe I should give it two. But Michael Myers, he was like getting bullied by Busta Rhymes in this. And I don't know if you guys remember that bullied. scene, but Buster Rhymes, his whole plan, he wanted to dress up as Michael Myers to scare the kids to get better ratings for his show. So he dresses up as Michael Myers, and he sees the actual Michael Myers walking around, and he looks at Michael Myers, he's like, you're supposed to be in the garage the way we planned it, and you're, you know, I'm supposed to be here right now, not you, and he's like poking Michael Myers in the face, and I was like, okay, well, this is how Buster Rhymes is going to die, because I don't remember the trailers from it. And Michael Myers basically just walks away. And Buster Rhymes is like, man, you can never find good help nowadays. It's like, what? Ugh. It was horrible to watch. It was just unbelievable to me that Buster Rhymes is the only person out of this whole franchise that actually bullied Michael into walking away. Doesn't make sense. No. Yeah. Um, I, I don't like this one. I'm jump- This is probably the worst. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, Jesus. Uh, this or six. Six is such a mess. But it's it's an interesting mess. Yeah. Like, how, how could you make this disaster? This one isn't as much of a mess. It's just bad. It's just really bad. At least six, they tried doing something different. And yeah, you could argue they, could, they were trying to do something different in this one. But this movie is like every other slasher movie that came out it's not only is it bad but it's super bland as well and six i mean six wasn't really bland because they tried doing so many different random things that ultimately didn't work but they tried doing something different and this was just like you know uh trailer line after trailer line and i guess they use practical effects maybe that's a good thing they used um yeah i guess they did they had them in there Boy, yeah, what a fucking shit show. So, I don't know. There's not too much more I want to talk about this one on. Um, (laughs) It's probably actually not worth watching. No, no, (laughs) don't don't watch it. I'd say this is like, if this is a one-time watch, if that. Yeah, maybe if you're trying to cross off every Halloween movie, you can watch this. But fucking, I I don't think you need to to watch the rest of it. Yeah, we don't recommend Um, it. No, no, we don't. So, from there, uh, this movie was so bad, they essentially just gave up on the Halloween franchise and went for a complete reboot, start over from scratch, and they decided to remake the series instead of picking it up after the events of Part 2, which was par for the course up until now. Um, so, they, uh, they handed the reins over to filmmaker Rob Zombie. Shane, why don't you tell me why we should watch the Halloween remake, Rob Zombie's Halloween? 
Right. Um, now, before we go any further, I'm actually going to say I like this movie. Um, yep. I think it was Rob Zombie actually took the whole idea of giving Myers a little bit of backstory, which we never had before, which I thought was a unique take. Gave him a little bit of backstory and how he was when he was a kid, what he was like with other kids around him, you know, how he interacted and stuff. And what made him the way he was, what made him kill his family and, you know, the whole business with his stepdad as well, um, being an abusive individual. But bearing in mind, Rob Zombie does have this tendency to turn everything into, like, redneck, white trash kind of, like, history. But... Um, yeah, he, he rubs he zombie fires it. Yeah. And... For me, I thought it was it was worth watching because of the differences that he made. I mean, you could watch this, I guess, as a standalone movie, not as a remake, which is how I went in and watched it. You know, it's, yeah, Rob Zombie, he's done Halloween. I'm not going to treat it as a reboot. I'm just going to go and watch it as a movie on its own. And I enjoyed it. Because of the way he was it Tyler Banks? Was it uh, what was the name of the guy who played Tyler Man? That's Tyler the Mane, one. Yeah. yeah, I knew it was something like that. He got him in and basically making Michael Myers this fucking huge giant of a beast. You know, yeah, he's a monster. Yeah, he is a fucking monster, which basically would add credence to the fact that he can crush your skull with your hand and you know <laughs> just fucking tear your limbs off left you know all that kind of shit and i thought it gave gave the movie itself the story definitely um a fresh unique take yeah yeah i agree i'm, a, I'm also a, a fan of this one i like this yeah um so what do you think of this one mike um all right i'd give it like a like, out of 10, I'd probably give it, like, a 5. Um, okay. I really do like the visuals. I like... I, yes. I always... I will always back up Rob Zombie as being an amazing cinematographer. Because yes. he really knows how to build a set. He really knows how to set the mood with visuals. Like, Lords of Salem was bullshit after the first half hour. But that movie looked phenomenal. It is beautiful. And, beautiful movie. Yeah, and this is no different. Um, what I have a problem with is Rob Zombie's obnoxious writing, and it is ab- <laughs> abnormally, terribly obnoxious. Mm-hmm. Every other word is fuck or shit or bitch, or he just strings them all together like a shitty comedian would, like on stage. And and, and all the characters suffer because of that. Besides Daniel Harris, <laughs> I'll always defend, and Brad Dorif, no other character in this movie is likable. Not even Laurie Strode, because all she does is laugh and giggle and make fun of people in this whole damn movie. And you can't have a lead actress making fun of everybody else in the film. Um, Malcolm McDowell is a useless Dr. Loomis. He doesn't he is has no Donald Pleasance. And I'm not trying I'm not saying he was trying to be Donald Pleasance, but he like as a doctor, he's one of the shittiest doctors I've ever seen that or they never wrote a way that he would connect with Michael Myers. He never really connected with them. He was his doctor for like 17 years, but 
they never really gave him that like emotional connection that Pleasance had with Michael Myers in the original. Um, besides that, there are some good cameos. Uh, like I said, I love Brad Dorff. He's not a cameo, but uh, William Forsyth and Danny Trejo and Bill Mosley, you know, great. And even Sherry Moon Zombie, for as much as I despise her as an actress, she did not piss me off because she was only in it for like uh-huh. first 10 or 15 minutes. And then, you know, she fucking blows her brains out. But even, uh, you know, Udo Kier's in this and Clint Howard. Yep. And, you know, it's like it's a well, super fun casted movie. But everything else suffers because of that horrible, shitty fucking writing. So it's even got one of the kids who is in Spy Kids. Um, yeah. Was the, yeah. The um, the guy who bullied Michael Myers. Um, and then Michael Myers beats him to death with a fucking... Right, like, tree and, stump. And it's like, I thought it was a, was it a baseball bat? No, something. He beats yeah. him with something. Yeah, it's a fucking log or something like that. And it's like <clears> every <throat> character is exactly the same in this as well. You have that yeah. bully who's talking about, like, you know, uh, killing and fucking uh, his mother about common shit. And then you have... <laughs> <laughs> and then you have the orderlies. description of it. Yeah, and then you have the orderlies outside of Michael Myers' room essentially raping a woman and talking about having sex with her. You know, the mm-hmm. the dad is talking about having sex with the daughter. You have the lead characters, Lori Strode and everything, like dancing around talking about how they want to have sex. Every character in this movie is the same because of the writing. It's garbage. But, as I said, I like the look of it a lot. And I like how they made Michael Myers into this hulking beast. I really do. Because, yeah. it, like Shane said, he nailed it. That That's the reason why he's able to do the things he is. Because he's a fucking monster. Yeah. yeah. He, he is, I think, in, in this movie, this, um, this may be the, the scariest Michael Definitely. Myers. Definitely. Yeah, I agree. Like, he is genuinely frightening you're like wow that guy is fucking terrifying yep um uh i'm a i'm a rob zombie sympathizer um i'm one of those people that will defend almost everything that i've seen from him i haven't seen a whole lot of stuff that i hate Uh, i people have a lot of problems with his writing but i sort of chalk it up to that's that's you're going into a rob zombie movie this is what you're getting okay it's like when you go into a Tarantino movie, everyone's going to be quoting pop culture and, you know, there's going to be all kinds of nonsense and his own his own style of uh, his own dialogue, which doesn't exist in reality. Rob Zombie has the same sort of thing. He's got his own dialogue that doesn't exist in reality. Only Rob Zombie's reality is fucking white trash, dirty rednecks. Everyone, every single character is white trash, dirty redneck. So, um, but if you go in there, like, sort of knowing that, I mean... I don't have a whole lot of issues with this movie. My bigger issue is essentially not necessarily in the writing itself, but in the story. Um, like I way back when we first talked about the first uh, the first Halloween, you don't know shit about Michael Myers. You only know what Loomis says. Yeah. In this one, you know too much. Yep. That's what I think is a detriment to this movie. Hmm. And while uh, some of the best parts of the film are actually you know when you when you're learning about Michael's childhood and all that that's some of the more interesting stuff um it, you don't need it you you shouldn't need that and when they when they finally get up to the the regular uh halloween stuff where michael comes back home and he's you know stalking uh he's stalking laurie strode and all that um that is too close to the carpenter original when mike michael's going around town and you know sort of watching the girls and all that shit 
uh, it, it feels a little bit too copied. Um, it, it's sort of, an, I don't know. It's not exactly Rob Zombie. I get you. Like, uh, it, it's like Zombie took out the, the parts that made the original Halloween fantastic and great, and he put them into here. But then he yes. put too much of his own style into it, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, no, no, I'm not talking visuals, because like you said, no, Mike, the visuals yeah, in this not. movie are fucking fantastic. It's beautiful. It is, other than the, the original Halloween is a masterpiece in terms of the visual arts, this one is the next best one. It is gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, I, and, I totally um, agree with that. The, uh, I don't know, I, I like this movie. I, I liked what they did with Loomis in this film, um, that he's not... He's not this Donald Pleasant's all-knowing character that knows exactly what Michael's gonna do and how to stop him and blah blah blah. He's just like a fucking psychiatrist, and he's like, "Oh my god, this guy's a fucking psycho! I can't stop him." <laughs> um, uh, what do you think about the ending in this movie? Um, like w- where the story finished up. I, I, so she jumps out of the window with him, and then she shoots him in the face. Right. Um, I thought it was, I mean, okay. Like, I didn't really have too many problems with it. It ended kind of like how the first one did, in a way. But I, but Zombie put his own little spin on it, which I didn't mind. Yeah, and, and it's a pretty distinct ending. And I, it's my opinion that Zombie was not intending for a sequel to be able to be made. I think he was just going to be like, no, we're doing this on one shot. It's going to be one thing, and that's it. Yeah. And, uh... I think that's why he sort of made it that she, she shot him in the head. <laughs> like, fucking... I love that, that last scene, though. I think it's, like... It's amazing where she's she's right over him, blasts him in the face, and she's fucking covered in blood, and she just starts screaming, and that's... The credits just start rolling over that over her the still frame of her fucking just completely covered in blood, screaming her head off. Uh, I don't know the actress's um, name. What the hell is her name? Oh, uh, Scout Taylor Compton. But yeah. I, yes. I, she does a phenomenal job. I think yeah. I think she was like the one of the best actresses in these movies next to Brad Dorf and Harris. But I just I don't think her character was written right, like I said. But uh, how does she like screams and she is running a She's got yeah. So, so, She's got a pair of lungs out. Oh there, yeah, sure. it's it's perfect. She does a very good job. The ending was fantastic. How she's sitting there and she's kind of like flinching every time she's pull, uh, pulling the trigger on the gun and eventually one yeah. goes off. I thought that was that was pretty neat. Yeah, um, the uh, the kills in this are also fucking brutal. Yes, absolutely brutal. I mean, it's sort of to be expected from a Rob Zombie movie that you know he's not going to shy away from the violence. He's going to use all practical effects, and he's going to be fucking just. I, I think that they're not even like super gory, but they're just tense. They're very intense. Like when he's um, even in the the truck stop when uh, Michael Myers kills uh, uh, Ken Foree <laughs> in the bathroom. <laughs> he fucking shits himself. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a classic. That's that's, that's that's absolutely a Rob Zombie movie, you know, when he fucking kills a guy in the toilet and the guy shits his pants. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, no, I, it's, everything is tense. All the kills are fucking really brutal. The blood is everywhere. Um, Daniel Harris gets topless. That's a plus. Oh, very much so. Um... So, yeah, bringing her back, that was a fucking really smart move on his part, too. His casting is fantastic um, in his movies. 
Yes. I, I love yeah. how he just brings back all these 80s and 70s actors from horror movies, and he puts them in his movies. That's sure. brilliant, and that's awesome. I think uh, Caroline Williams is in the second one, and, you know, D. Yep. Wallace, and, you know, like I said, Brad Dorif and Mosley and everything. It's it's awesome. Yeah, Britton D. Wallace for uh, for playing the mom. I mean, she is the mom of every fucking horror movie. <laughs> yeah, she is. So it's... <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, you know, what do we need for this mom part? I'm bringing D. Wallace. <laughs> mm. Yeah, uh, everybody's really good in this. Um, I don't know. I like this one. Uh, I think it is. It it doesn't necessarily hold up to a lot of repeat viewings, though. No. Um, I think I think once you get a watch of it, you sort of got the idea. You can go back to it maybe once or twice, but. Um, I, I don't think it holds up as much as the first one does. You could watch over and over again on a loop, essentially. But um, but there's a lot of good parts. Um, again, I just don't know that I really like going into Michael's background. I don't think you need to explain him. I think he works better as, you know, as they as they cast him in the first one, the shape. He's just a fucking a force of evil. You don't need to explain why he's a fucking psycho. He just is. That's what he is. So, I think that's probably the biggest problem I have with this movie. Other than that, I mean, I, I enjoy the rest of it. I think the rest of it's really good. So, um, so yeah, now let's move on to probably the, currently the most hated Halloween movie <laughs> of all time. I'm not going to say that it's the worst because I don't believe it's the worst. I think Resurrection's way worse than this. But it is the most hated Halloween movie of all time. And guess who's up, Mike? Oh, lovely. So why don't you tell us why we should watch Halloween two? Um, I think Halloween two. Okay, because I just finished it up this morning. You don't have to lie to me. You can you can just <laughs> but try to keep try to keep it why people should watch this. Um, okay, Rob Zombie's visuals are on point again. Um, you have Brad Dorif and Daniel Harris having a bigger bigger part in this movie which I found very enjoyable because I love Brad Dorf and anything he does. Uh, I, I, I think he's a great sheriff. Uh, Daniel Harris is a good uh, actor putting up with uh, Scout Taylor Compton's character, Laurie Strode. Um, I think it's a very good continuation to it, but it's a, in the sense of the first movie fucked up everybody, every character, it fucked them up mentally. And in this movie, it's how they're dealing with it. Um, you have, uh, Margot Kidder in this, you have, uh, um, uh, Richard Brake, uh, you have all these great actors in it that are helping Rob Zombie continue this mentally fucked up movie. Uh, for, <laughs> I'm trying to think of like really good things to say about this. Uh, Mike, <laughs> Michael Myers, when he has his mask on is fantastic looking. And it's got a very good ending showdown. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's about as much as good I could say about it. All right. So, um, so yeah, Halloween 2, Rob Zombie's follow-up. Now, from what I understand on the background of this movie, um, Zombie did not want to do a sequel. Yep. Like I said, I think that's why he ended the first one the way he did. He's like, like he meant for Michael Myers to be dead. She pulled the trigger and blew his brains out. Um, but the studio essentially went to him and was like, I think what ended up happening, they, they were like, listen, if you make this sequel for us, 
they they were going to green light whatever his next movie was going to be. So Lords of Salem probably. Um, I think they were like, we'll give you whatever as long as you make the sequel for us because the first one made a ton of money. So they were like, all right. See, I, I read he the opposite sort of be- on that. Really? Yeah. That he wanted to do no, this? No, that uh, the um, studio came to him and said, if you don't do it, we're going to do it. And, oh, and really? Rob Zombie's like, i rather do it in my own vision than for you guys to fuck it up. So that's why. He, wow. You know, it could be it could be oh, a little I bit know. of both. But at yeah. the same time, yeah, that's what that I think I read that on IMDb. Huh. That's interesting. Um, yeah. So he this is other than Halloween three, which we, you know, is not part of the series. This is the most different of all the Halloween movies. It is not like any other Halloween movie. Yes, it has Michael Myers in it, but it is not like the rest. It is completely different. This is like, this is almost like a different genre. It's so fucking weird. Um, this is a movie that you could see where Lords of Salem came from. Oh, yeah. Like, this is, I guess, I, I don't even know if you want to say this is the start of Rob Zombie's, like, um, it, it, it's a different movie than the first one. In that it's extremely visual. And like you said, his visuals are, are there, but he cranked them up to like 11. Like, this movie is more like uh, a Fulci movie than it is um, a Carpenter movie. It's it's entirely about the visuals. The storyline is like secondary. Like, who gives a shit? It's like an Italian, you know, movie where the visuals are fucking first and foremost. Um, so it's a gorgeous movie. The plot is barren. There's not a whole lot of plot that happens in this movie. You could explain it in like in like two sentences. Like Michael survived from the first, you know, Michael survived the first one. Lori's crazy and living with the sheriff and uh, Daniel Harris and uh, Michael Myers goes to kill her again. And uh, there's a showdown at the end uh, with with her, Michael and Loomis. And that's the whole plot. Like there's there's not a lot going on in this movie in terms of story, but there's a lot going on in terms of filmmaking in my opinion. Um, did you think his Rob Zombie trashiness was at the same level as Halloween 1? No. Um. Do you think it was more or less? I think it was way less. I think. Yes, I agree. I think there was a lot of less trashiness in this. And I think that Mm -hmm. he corrected that from the first one. Because I think the first one was too trashy for a Halloween movie. But but this one, I don't, (laughs) I personally don't even consider it really a Halloween movie. I, I really don't. I think that, yeah, he mm-hmm. went down with the trashiness a lot, but, I mean, I think it's just a slasher movie to me. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Um, what'd you, what'd you think of uh, Loomis? He was terrible. They made Malcolm McDowell the biggest <laughs> douchebag in the world, and maybe it was funny on paper, like Rob Zombie sitting around like, hey, what if <laughs> what if Dr. Loomis is just like a pretentious douchebag? Yeah, what, what if he was a real asshole? Yeah, and that... I. Okay, this is where I'm, I get confused because I do respect for Zombie making his own vision in a way. I don't usually like his yeah. visions <laughs> because it's <laughs> he his writing is so terrible, but I do respect the fact that he tried to do something different in his own way. And I hate Dr. Loomis in this. I hate him. He, yeah. It's terrible. But at the same time, it's different from any other Halloween film in that aspect, which it's kind of hard not to... You know, just kind of, sort of like in a way. Yeah, what, the biggest problem I have with Loomis is that it's not the same Loomis as the remake. You know, as as Malcolm McDowell played in the first yeah. one. Yeah, like complete character change. 
you know, he's played by the same actor, but he has almost nothing in common with that previous character. I mean, like, in in the first remake, uh, you know, Loomis has got... They show him, and he's like a hippie. You know, yeah. he's got, like, in the in the flashbacks, he's got long hair, and he's like, yeah, we're gonna be... Everyone's gonna be cool, man. <laughs> and, um... And now he's like a fucking Wall Street asshole, like fucking pompous dickbag, which uh, which is interesting. But I don't like the the change. Like if you were gonna make Loomis that way, then you should have been you should have been seeding us in the beginning that maybe this guy's actually a dick and he's not like out to do the right thing. Yeah, and um, I, I get because it takes place two years later after the original, so I don't. I guess that changed him. In a way, he wrote a book, and it's just like all that fame hit him. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know why they did it. I, I don't think Zombie took this as seriously as many people think he did. I think he was mm-hmm. just like, well, if I have to, if what I said was true, and he's like, well, if I have to make this, then I'm just kind of, kind of, kind of go off the rails a little bit. Yeah, no, he he definitely goes off the rails on this one. That's for sure. Um, Shane, did you like Halloween too? <laughs> um <clears throat> right uh basically in a nutshell when i first watched this and i've only watched this once um i got the first 20 minutes absolutely fantastic brutal as fuck oh my god that whole hospital yeah. stuff is fucking insane yeah, it's, it is insanity personified it really fucking is um and then it was, oh yeah, spoiler alert, it turns out it was all a dream, that Laurie was having a dream, which immediately I thought was a complete and utter letdown. Then I watched it for a further 20 minutes and got so fucking bored with it, I turned it off and I have not watched it since. You never finished no, it? never finished it. Get out of here. Seriously, really? seriously. So you don't even know the ending? No. And I'm genuinely, <laughs> genuinely not bothered. I'm genuinely not bothered. Wow. Yeah, it was. I. It was after that first twenty minutes, and then it was like, oh yeah, this is all a dream. I'm like, what the actual fuck? <laughs> and then I watched it for another twenty minutes, hoping that something brutal would happen, and nothing happened. And I was like, fuck this, and that's it. Done. Wow, I'm surprised because there there is some fucking brutal shit in this movie, shit. Yeah. Um, like um, so so the, uh, the the there's a sequence in the beginning, like you mentioned, that the hospital. Um, it is it's essentially a little a little mini remake of the the of Halloween two, um, that takes place, and uh, the fucking when the nurse gets killed, holy shit, that is fucking just like completely brutal. He's stabbing her in the back, all practical effects, yep. just blood spurting out everywhere. Yep. Oh my god. It's intense. And then when he kills the uh, the security guard later, both fucking fantastic. Uh, yeah, but that all turns out to be a dream that she had. Um, but there's another kill later in the movie when um, uh, outside of a strip club, like a, uh, the, a guy that works at a strip club taking out the garbage and he runs into Michael Myers and he tries like, hey man, you know, he tries pulling a... Uh, a, a I um a Buster Rhymes and like talking shit to him to talk him down and Michael Myers fucking choke slams him, literally grabs him by the neck and is like, boom and then stomps his head and man it is fucking like, yeah, just completely oh it's it's so good it's one of my favorite kills in the series, um, but yeah there's there's some good gore throughout the rest of it as he's killing everybody um, 
There's some teenagers having sex. Obviously, he's got to kill them. Uh, you know, some other stuff that happens. But the uh, the real standout in this movie, and my favorite part of the entire film, is fucking Brad Dorif. Is this may be one of his best performances? And I hate that um, the movie's so disliked that he doesn't get like credit in this movie. You know what I mean? Like the movie has such a bad stigma. But Brad Dorif is so fucking awesome in this movie. He is, he's the best in the entire film. Like, you end up loving this character, and, like, you feel horrible. You're like, oh my god, like, he loses his whole family, essentially. It's fucking intense. Um, and he, he hits it out of the park on this one. This is, like, my favorite role that he's in, I think. Um, but the rest of the movie, I mean, yeah, uh, I like this because it's a visual feast. And I like movies like that. Um... I do like I I don't like sorry some of the um, some of the Sherry Moon Sherry Moon zombie stuff. Um, she does not need to be in this movie. No, at all. She but she's in it obviously. Even though she shot herself in the head in the first one, um, she's in both flashback sequences and in Michael Myers' dreams and Laurie's dreams as well, which doesn't make any fucking sense. But, um, I don't know. I, I, I thought that stuff was sort of overplayed and, um, didn't entirely need to be in it. Um, I, I know he was trying to use it as a device to connect Michael and, um, Lori in terms of they're both sort of having the same types of hallucinations. And it's, it's like a transition. Um, I mean, sorry to spoil it for you, Shane, but the, the whole setup is that they're, Lori's being set up to become the next Michael, essentially. Right. Like, it's her, it's her transition into becoming a psychopath. Okay. And she starts, she starts hallucinating and seeing Sherry Moon Zombie and, um, and seeing Michael Myers as, like, a little kid. So the same types of hallucinations he was having in the movie. And I don't know, it just fucking... I know what he was doing, but I can't say that I like it. Yeah, right. it's it's hard to it's hard to bash this movie so much, and it's hard to defend it. Oh no, a lot of people have plenty of ease bashing it. I mean, uh, we we put up a poll on the UHM group of what's the worst Halloween movie of all time. This one got voted the worst, almost doubling the next answer, which was rightfully Halloween Resurrection. See, I don't. I, I honestly don't see that. I don't see how any anything in this franchise could be worse than Resurrection. I, you know, I don't like Rob Zombie's movies. I, I don't think that they're as good as he thinks they are. And I'm with George. I don't think they're as good as he. Thinks I'm with George on that completely. Wish, yeah, you guys both are not Rob Zombie I, I, fans in terms I, of his movies. I, I don't right. like him outside of his movies. I just think he's kind of a douchebag, regardless. But um. Didn't you get banned by Rob Zombie on Twitter or something? On, okay. <laughs> on Facebook, he put, this was years ago, so don't quote me, but he put something like, what do you, this was 2012. He's like, what do you guys think of my new movie, Lords of Salem? And I was like, ah, fuck it. So I, I put down, I was like, ah, you know, after first 30 minutes, it's got really bad pacing issues and it just kind of goes all over the place. I'm not really a fan. And I got a notification saying that somebody liked it. So I clicked on it and I went back and said, you've been removed from this page. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so, you know, it's, over the years, I started seeing other people complain about that too, where he just cannot handle criticism. 
And some people were like, oh, maybe he doesn't run the Facebook page. And yeah, but I think he does because he posts a lot of stuff like I this is me and I and I and I and I, he doesn't seem like the guy that would have his own entourage of people hosting like a Facebook group or whatever. Um, and then I, I when he was making what was he making? I think he was making Lords of Salem. It's the last movie he crowdfunded. I think it was maybe it was 31. And he's like, if you uh, these uh, Kickstarter rewards were ridiculous. It's like if you pay five thousand dollars, you get to have a signed cross from House of a Thousand Corpses. And it's just like, come on. Really? You, you, you really, number one, do you really need to crowdfund this? And number two, you could give somebody something a little more for $5,000. You know, it's like, you're a fucking joke. Um, <laughs> you're a fucking joke. Jesus. But yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> I hate, I, I don't really like him outside of his movies. And I kind of forgot where I was going with that because I kind of went into a tangent. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. No, no, just keep. That's it's, why. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's just, I don't think that this movie is as bad as Resurrection. And I really don't like Rob Zombie as a person. And I think he sold out with his music and everything. But um, I don't think anything could be better by Rob Zombie than Hellbilly Deluxe. No, that's true. That was for his solo stuff. That was his first yeah. and really last great album. I like Sinister Urge. I, lo- I love that album. I like Sinister Urge. But Hellbilly Deluxe is every song on there is fucking great. Yes. And. Uh, yeah. He just started branching out into other things, and I think he lost track of his music, and he lost track of what made him to be great in the first place. But you know, he's still a great cinematographer, and uh, this. I, I, long story short, this is not the worst Halloween. No, yeah, uh, I'm um, glad to hear you say that because I, I was. Uh, I know you hadn't seen Halloween two up until this podcast, right? right? You watched it. Yeah, last this. night and I finished it up this morning. And yeah, I was, yeah. I think, everyone's um, bitching about this white horse, this white horse. And I'm like waiting for it. And I saw it a little bit in the beginning. I'm like, okay. And and then I think it appears in the end. And I'm like, yeah, the well, I mean, the whole, it's a, it's a, yeah, I don't know why people were complaining about it. It's a symbol for like, you know, this is what he sees as his escape, essentially. And I don't know. It, it, it's, it's all symbolism. It's not like it's something people are like, oh, he rides the horse or what? And I'm like, no, it's, it's in his head. Like that's. His mom showing him the way, essentially. That's his way out. Uh, but I don't know. I, I don't get the bitching about it either. Like I said, I don't love Sherry Moon Zombie in this. She doesn't need to be in it, but I get why he put it in there. And, like, the whole thing at the at the very end, so after the showdown, um, there's there's one a long scene. You don't really know what's going on. It's going down a hallway, and you see Lori sort of in a hospital setting, sitting on a bed, and she's her face is all fucked up. She's got scars and everything. And, uh, and, and she looks up and she sees Sherry with the white horse and it's like, okay, yeah, and that, the same thing in the beginning when Michael got, you know, after he killed the, uh, the two ambulance drivers, he looks over and sees the white horse and that's his way of like sort of getting out essentially. So, I mean, I get it. Um, I, I don't have a huge problem with it. I just, I don't think she needs to be there. I think they could have done something similar, but, um. I don't know. It, it, this one did humanize Michael Myers a lot, I think, with both uh, showing the background, the, the background stuff when he was a kid again, and um, and uh, you know, sort of going into his mental illness. I guess you could say, especially since they take off uh, his mask and he actually speaks as an adult. Yeah, oh. yeah, that's right. true. I didn't. I, yeah, that's what the... differentiates this from like a Halloween movie to me. That's why I don't really. 
I know it's called Halloween and they have characters and stuff, but I, it doesn't feel like a Halloween movie because half the movie doesn't have a mask on. He's just walking around. Yeah, he's got a hoodie. Yeah, he's, he <laughs> looks like a homeless guy. It. He's just walking around like maybe uh, zombies going for like a Frankenstein's monster type thing because that's how it is in the book. Yeah, if uh, the monsters like walking around, just you know, going from place to place. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think that's they they humanized yeah. him in that way too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and I think that's a detriment. Actually, I think, like I said, Mike Michael Myers works better as a force of nature. Um, you know, as a, it, it's it's so you got to keep going back to the first one, but it's the one that did it the best. You know that he's just he's evil. He's just evil. Like you don't. There's no explanation. You don't need to go in depth. It's not his psychosis or his fucking dreams he's having about his mom. Nope, he's just an evil motherfucker. Um, I think that I like that the uh, the best when you talk about a Michael Myers, you know, movie. But, but I, I like this one. I think this one's absolutely worth watching for the visuals alone. And secondly, for Brad Dorif is fucking A+. Plus, man. Oh, yeah. He, he's so good in this. Um, I, can't, I can't sell that enough just because of how much I, he's, he's great in this movie. But, um, but yeah, so that's just about all of them. So uh, you, you think uh, Resurrection's the worst, right, Mike? Yeah, definitely. I think the, the, the bottom three would be uh, Resurrection is the very last I would put six above that one, and then I'd put uh, Halloween two above that one. Mm-hmm. What about you, Shane? What do you think is the worst? Um, Resurrection. <laughs> Without a shadow of a fucking doubt, that film just oh, that film was just so bad. I think yeah. primarily because I actually hate um, the whole fucking like reality TV aspect. I love mm-hmm. I well I love gore i hate reality tv and to me it just didn't work at all story sucked the acting sucked um seeing katie sackoff getting decapitated quite early in the film was a big letdown um but other than that that movie sucked and that ending was fucking shit i'm sorry it really was yeah it didn't. It isn't in, in Resurrection? Didn't they have like Michael Myers eating rats and shit? Wasn't I can't that how he was supposed to survive? I can't remember. <laughs> in uh, in uh, in the Rob Zombie remake, he eats a dog. Yeah, oh, nice. All right, in uh, part two, I mean, right. that's what it was. <laughs> it's fucking weird. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you guys. Resurrection is definitely the worst. Um, it, it's terrible. It's at the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Um, what are your what are your hopes for this new uh, Halloween Returns or whatever it's called that's coming out? Well, it's going to be coming out on the on the 40th anniversary, I believe, of Halloween. So um, the fact that John Carpenter is executive producing and he's happy with the script and it has Jamie Lee Curtis back could bode well. I don't know, man. I, um, I'm honestly, Brian, I don't, I I don't said, need her in a Halloween movie anymore. I said, I said, could bode well. Yeah, it could, but uh, hearing hearing Jamie Lee Curtis is back in a Halloween movie doesn't give me hopes. No, uh, and it's it's nothing against her. No, I mean she's a fine actress. I just, I mean, I don't care. Yeah. at this point, like, yeah, she's 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 come back already. This isn't like her, you know, grand return but to the franchise. She I think did that in H two O. I think this one because. Because he's happy with the script, he's given it the go-ahead, and 
it's going to be a direct sequel to two and it's going to dismiss all the other films, which I think is great. You know, I think, I mean, it's 40 years down the line. Whether we get Josh, Josh Hartner in this one again, I don't know, but <laughs> yeah, well, he, was, he, he played her son, didn't he? So maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they might bring that in or she might end up being Judy Greer is going to be her daughter. Who's Judy Greer? Uh, the chick with the glasses from uh, Arrested Development. Oh, He's okay. an archer. Yep. Yep. Gotcha. I didn't even realize Laurie Strode had a daughter. Am I that fucking lost? She is. She does now. Uh, Daniel okay. Harris. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie. <laughs> really? Now her, name, now her name is Carrie. Or Karen. Oh. Uh, I how how good would it be if they bring back uh uh what's her face Daniel Harris and uh, and um uh the guy that played the the son in H two O yeah Josh Hartnett Josh Hartnett they what if they bring him back they're like no we're your kids <laughs> yeah <laughs> just so much offspring it's ridiculous yeah it's like come on lady get it straight yeah again and now they so again they're rebooted they're going back to part two again you know starting over from after the sequels and it's like fuck man how many times do we got to do this like as you said mike this franchise is the most fucked essentially plot wise yeah they do not connect very well but i mean i guess there's hope i don't hold out a lot of hope on all this new wave of uh of movies coming out now with uh, the texas chainsaw you guys watched before and there's a new chucky movie now they're doing another halloween the Friday the 13th one was cancelled. That was actually supposed to be out in October. Um, but that got cancelled. Honestly, thankfully. I don't even know if I... Uh, well, actually, I say that Jason is the one of these franchises that, you, like I mentioned, you don't really need a story. Just fucking put Jason out in the woods and some kids <laughs> show up. Yeah. That's it. You know? I mean, that'll work no matter what. So, I guess maybe that's one of the ones that could be remade. Or not remade, you know, sort of just toss another one out there you don't need to link them there's supposed to be a new hellraiser coming out soon too right oh or did that get canceled yeah i hope so i hope Uh, what's her face is in it too heather langenkamp's in it a new hellraiser oh yeah that was that was supposed to come out earlier this year wasn't it status has been it's completed it's i'm looking it's called hellraiser judgment supposed to go right to video but uh surprise yeah, was is this another cash grab that they're trying it's, to, it's they, they to make a movie I, to keep the rights? I haven't seen any uh, promotion on it. No, I there's some pictures on IMDb. Uh, Paul T. Taylor is Pinhead. I'm not really familiar with him. Me either. Yeah. Blech. Yeah, but I, I mean, know, ugh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I think <laughs> you're just beaten. You're just beaten. You're yeah, like, I, I just feel know. like exhausted from this because I. I Although I did, I, there wasn't any Halloween films I really hated besides Resurrection, but it's just like, ugh. it's just you're so many times Michael could come back and go away, come back and go away. It's like, ugh. yeah, yeah. I think the new one could so, be good because the they've got a, a, it's a debatable good director. <laughs> um, uh, what am I thinking? Of? Okay, Halloween. Danny McBride. Oh no, they're writing it. David Gordon yeah. Green is the director, and he's done like Pineapple Express oh, and um, uh, Joe. He did with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. He produced that, so he, he's mainly a producer. But he directed a lot of those like uh, those raunchy comedies. 
Yeah, yeah, and with and with Danny McBride writing it, you're like, what are they gonna make? Like this movie has the setup to be a horrible film. I'm not gonna say it's gonna be horrible, no. but it has a lot of potential to be bad. Yeah. <laughs> so let's let's hope they avoid the uh, all the missteps and make an actual decent movie. Yeah, if they if they could but, put like if they could throw like uh, like practical effects, if they use Trent Reznor's uh, theme. And they, yeah. you know, they kind of like have a good story. That's all you need. It's like it's so, so simple. What would you What would you want to see in this movie? And and uh, like, how much Jamie Lee Curtis do you want? Um, I think that she needs to be like a primary uh, aspect of the next one. I really yeah. do. I think she needs. I, I, she can't be a side character, in my opinion, because I don't. I wouldn't give a shit at all if she's a side character. If they really want to make it on the 40th anniversary of Halloween, and they're like promoting jamie lee curtis is returning i do not want to see her as a side character because any other character they bring in it will probably be these, these substandard like up-and-coming actors who i will not give a fuck about they really need to like really praise this and do it correctly they need to make her the absolute star they need to have her say fuck again yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> they need to they really need to add in they really need to treat this right and i'm not really excited that john carpenter's attached because the ward the last thing he did was fucking piss see i've not even watched that no it's shit yeah i, I maybe I have to watch it again but from what i remember it was garbage but I will agree with you on saying that the Trent Reznor theme, that reworking, oh, is a is a fucking beauty. It it's really is so awesome. Yeah, yeah, and he did it right. Yeah. You know, it's something we did not mention. I want to do. I I completely forgot about. Just remember now on, on Zombies, um, the remake. He has an excellent score in that as well, uh, along with a great soundtrack. You know, he picks obviously Rob Zombie always picks fucking great music to go in. Oh yeah, his movies. But the uh, the score I love at the end where he just drops any additional stuff and it's just fucking Carpenter's score fucking cranked up so loud. Yeah. yeah, I think I thought that was brilliant. Um, but yeah, he he essentially just took you know added a little bit of his own influence onto um, you know onto the Halloween theme and different parts in that movie. But like at the end, it's just all Carpenter all over again. See, yeah. I, I see Halloween theme is one of my favorite ha- um, horror movie themes of all time. It really, yeah. I fucking adore that. And then hearing it was the other day, I saw it on fucking Instagram of all places. Somebody had posted up an image of the Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross re- reworking of a Halloween theme. And my comment was, "Where do I buy this?" No, without <laughs> even listening to it, where do I buy this? <laughs> and I listened to it on YouTube, and I listened to it three times in a row and i was like oh my fucking god this is it's just like perfection it really is and then i clicked on one of the links and it's basically like i said earlier on um in last week's podcast um you know part one of this one uh oh yeah yeah (laughs) where i said that basically you've got the the collaboration album that john carpenter has done with a lot of top name musicians that have, have all collaborated with him and reworked the original themes into their own vision and the album comes out on the 20th of October. So, um, keep an eye out for that. I'll try and find a link. Yeah, I'll try and find a link and I'll pass it on so you can work your magic to buy that. But seriously, it's just that theme tune is just perfection. If they could bring that tune yeah. in, if they could do practical effects and they can bring back that tension from the first two, 
or, yeah. or more importantly, the first one, I think yeah. they really have yeah. a solid a new additional reboot on their hands. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. They need Halloween was based on tension and they yes. need to continue that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you guys on mm. that. All right, well, let's finish this up. We've been at it for like fucking six hours. Now. Three hours. So uh, three hours. Three hours. Actually, one thing we have, so, one uh, thing we do need to do, and we haven't done for a while, beard watch. Um, I don't know. You know, if I could turn my camera. Well, I'm not wearing any pants, so hopefully that doesn't show up. Uh, uh, all right. I got my camera off. There it goes. No, wait. My camera. Uh, I don't think my camera's plugged in. Oh. Hang on. Let's... Nope. <laughs> Let's go into mine. Oh, there we go. Sorry, Shane. There we go. This. Oh, a very impressive, Shane. Thank you. This. I just had it trimmed up and uh, had my uh, my treatment on Thursday. Okay. Well, that's my that. Treatment. I want to see the beard on your face. <laughs> you <laughs> dirty bitch. Ah. <laughs> uh... No, I'm sorry, guys. My uh, I think my webcam is plugged into my other computer. Uh, well, you'll just have to post a picture up in the uh, Facebook group. Nah. <laughs> Why do you actually have a beard, Ryan? <laughs> no, I do. I just I'm lazy. I'm lazy. Okay. Hey, look here. Here's the beard watch. Ready? That could be a numerous amount of things. It was actually just my pubes. I was rubbing my cock on the, uh, the microphone. All right. Dude, that's just wrong. <laughs> and that is bad as the time you farted on your own yeah, mic and that talked was, into I it. I think about that from time to time. Like, I'll be, at, <laughs> I'll be at work in the morning, and I'll just think about, like, you're like, all right, I got to go to the bathroom, and I hear... And it's like, what the fuck? Like, did you really fucking fart in your microphone? It makes me laugh every time. <laughs> Oh, I'm glad I'm good for making people laugh or something. <laughs> well, if it's going to be oh anything, it better be a fart, you know? Yeah, or jalapeno, oh, jalapeno fleshlights. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right, boys. Um, every, everyone could uh, catch us on uh, Facebook, uh, the All You Need Is Blood podcast group, or on the uh, UHM fans group. <clears throat> and um, I'm on Facebook as Ryan Tudelo, and on Twitter, at Ryan Tudelo. And, um, yeah, uh, you can send us an email to all you need is blood pod at gmail.com. And, uh, that's about it for my contact. What do you got, Shane? Um, uh, you can find me on Twitter at dead cell society or Instagram, um, dead cell society 74. You can find me on the, all you need is blood podcast group or the UHM podcast group. Um, that's about it really. Sweet. And, uh, Mike, you're still doing your, uh, 365 days of horror. Yeah. The IMDB list should be attached. Um, I'm yep. on Instagram is my last name just spelled with a zero. Uh, I'm on the Facebook group, the forum. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, thanks everybody for listening to us. And, uh, if you disagree with any of our thoughts, let us know and we'll let you know that you're wrong. Just um, right. if it... <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> uh, we, we welcome any uh, comments or opinions. And if you want to hear any other uh, f uh, movies done on the podcast, let us know. And uh, we'll see everybody next time. So that's bye for now. Later. See ya.